Are you a woman? Do you love free porn? Do you love free erotic stories? Do you love free articles about women's issues? Well, then you are going to love my sponsor's website, Belessa.co. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O. They have free erotic stories, free erotic movies, and as I mentioned, some really interesting articles such as five ways to meet someone that doesn't involve dating apps, five things men should avoid on a first date with a bisexual woman. I guess that article is more for men than women. And why penis shaming is 100% a form of body shaming and why you should not do it. And I am going to agree with you because pleasure comes in all shapes and sizes. So definitely go and visit my sponsors, Belessa.co. And thank you so much for supporting my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O. Are you a photographer, either amateur or professional, who've always dreamed of shooting beautiful nude Playboy models? Then you are in luck, my friend, because I am hosting my next photography workshop June 16th through the 18th here in Los Angeles. My model is going to be the beautiful Playboy Plus Cyber Girl of the Month, Bailey Rain. And I'm going to have a mix of small group workshops and private one-on-one sessions. So make sure that you go and visit hollyrandallworkshops.com and sign up. We have so much fun on these shoots and I can guarantee you the most beautiful images of naked women in your portfolio that you will ever have. So please come join us. You will have a blast and you will learn a lot. That's hollyrandallworkshops.com. I hope to see you guys there. Today in the studio, I have Latina beauty, Vanessa Veracruz. I am very excited to have her on the show. I haven't seen her in quite a while, and she's been on quite this spiritual journey lately. I've been following her on social media, and she's been getting really into yoga and meditation, some things that I feel like I really want to explore more. So I'm excited to talk to her about all of that, how things have changed since she's retired from the adult industry. So everyone, please welcome Vanessa Veracruz. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have in the studio the beautiful Miss Vanessa Veracruz. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. It's so good to see you. Yeah, I'm so excited to do the show. Yay. Yeah. It was funny because when you walked in the door, I thought to myself, I'm like, she's going to look so good. Like you always, you have such incredible style. Every time I see you at the award shows or whatever, you're always the best dressed. Like Aww, always. Thank you. And actually, um, I did ask a bunch of people uh-huh. on social media. I'm like, hey, do you have any questions for Vanessa? And one person's question was, like, she's such incredible style. Does she have a stylist? Um, I, on, for one of the award shows, I did use a stylist, but all the other times I just dressed myself. Have you, like, just always been into fashion? And- um, I, th- I have. I've never really thought of myself as a fashionable person I've just I think I've just gained like would get inspiration from Mm -hmm. stuff that I would see on social media and Mm -hmm. go from there yeah yeah no you always look so cute and you always make me feel like I put like so little effort into my into my like this like the fact that I like dried my hair today is like amazing I almost put on mascara for you but I wasn't gonna get that (laughs) fancy (laughs) 
<laughs> Almost. Almost. So how have you been? I've been good. I've been really, really good. I've been really tired, really busy. Um, as you know, like I trans, I am transitioning out of adults, mm-hmm. um, and it's a process. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a process, and I'm getting used to um, go- getting used to just being a full time student, mm-hmm. and just it's different. Like I, I was going from like camming every single day, and that's hard. Yeah, um, that's exhausting. And like, how many hours, like in one period, would you camp? Because I hear girls that are like on camp for like. Eight hour, like how do you talk yeah, to somebody it, for that long? It it depends. It depends on um on what you're trying to go for. Mm. If you're trying to make number one girl for the week, mm-hmm. um, you want to be on cam for at least six hours, and you know you can make it fun. I I would definitely make it fun where I wake up in the morning, don't put any makeup on, and mm-hmm. I would be like, all right, you guys, wake and bake. We're gonna go to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have some coffee, some oatmeal. Our first countdown is gonna be a four twenty, and then mm-hmm. after that, like. I might go out and hang out by the pool, shower. It's it's you you make it. You want to make it where everything is not based around sex. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the goal, but it that's like the last goal. Mm-hmm. It's like everything else. It's like let's have fun in between and do something. So know? do you like take your phone and then just or your laptop and just kind of have it follow you around the house yeah, and then yeah. you just like talk to these people while you're like kind of doing your thing I, and they just kind of watch you like go through your morning? Well, um, the campsite that I cam with, Cam Soda, actually just went, um, I think probably like a month ago, just um, did their mobile where you could cam from your phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still trying to get used to that, but um, it's mostly just my laptop. I just place it down and then just work around that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so why did you, actually, how long have you been in the industry? Um. I want to say six years. Six years, okay. I, yeah, because I started when I was twenty-four. Okay, and then how did you get into the industry? Um, honestly, I, I, um, it just kind of started as as a crazy idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always I've always known that I was bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, my first kiss was with a girl. My mm-hmm. first sexual experience was with a girl. So, I, I was just. And I still consider myself a shy person. It's mm-hmm. it's different from being in front of a camera and mm-hmm. using uh, social media to actually like being in a social setting. Like right. I've I was just thinking about that. You know, if it's a social setting for Vanessa, mm-hmm. then it's okay because you kind of like it's kind of like acting. You yeah. know, like you you turn you turn. The You're in s- control of the situation. Yeah, but when it yeah. comes to like, and that's what I'm trying to get used to. Like, okay. This this isn't Vanessa anymore. This is me. Yeah. You know, it's I become like really timid. Yeah, you know, and I actually just had a little experience with an um, yoga class where we were we were opening up, and I was just saying, you know, like it it takes me a while to warm up to people, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's something that I'm working on, and it sometimes it comes across like the wrong way, like yeah. it comes across like maybe sometimes that I'm stuck up or you know, but it's just it's. It's just I'm really a shy person. <laughs> I am totally the same way. I'll go to like um, whatever class, like boxing class or whatever, and I'll just have resting bitch face the whole time. And I'll be like, why doesn't anyone talk to me? Nobody and it's like, well, you're like, n- won't look anyone in the eye. Yeah. And you like give people dirty looks. I don't think I give people dirty looks. I just think I like look through yeah. them. And then, yeah, so and then, yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> like who who wants to approach you? You have to be like open and friend. I find that there are days if I like make it a point to like. Sometimes I'll I'll try to make it a point to say one nice thing to a stranger every oh, day. Oh yeah, it's important, and it's, it's kind of amazing when that happens. Though sometimes people are like super suspicious of you. Yeah. Though I think as being a girl, it's different. Oh my god. Yeah, have- but like, but like a guy. Like I actually had this experience coming up here um, to this show like a few weeks ago. This guy got in the elevator with me. And he like kind of struck up some conversation. I can't remember what it was, but I was so guarded about it because yeah. I was like, "Who is this strange man talking to me?" He, he didn't yeah. want anything. And then he like his floor came. He was like, "Have a nice day, bye." And I was like, "Why was I suddenly <laughs> like on the defensive? Oh, yeah. Like immediately, you know?" Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it is. I have a story too. Like I remember this one time I was just having like a really bad day. And I was coming out of a drive through and this guy, like, knocked in my window. And I was like, holy shit, you know, mm-hmm. like, what does he want? And I was like, I, I looked at him and I'm like, no, like, he's like, roll down your window. I was like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm not rolling. I'm not like, roll I don't want down. my windshield washed. <laughs> yeah. And then he, and then he like, he was, he, then he showed me a flower. And then he was just like, he was just trying to be nice. And he just gave me the flower. And he's like, have a good day. He didn't try to hit on me. It wasn't anything. And then it's just like afterwards, I was I was just like, that's yeah. so mean of me to be that way, to yeah. to think. Like, you know, I think it's it's because it it's happened so much yeah. that that we tend to think that a lot of guys are like that. Yeah. But when in reality where it's just like, you know. Yeah. Not all guys are like that. Not all guys, you know? just most. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I got to say, though, as you get older, guys have less of an ulterior motive. I remember, like, I used to get, like, hit on a lot. And the other day it occurred to me, like, when I was in a store or something and some, like, guy came up to me to ask me something, but it wasn't even remotely, like, he wasn't trying to hit on me. But I thought he was at first. And then I was like... I actually haven't really been hit on in a really long time. Like people don't come up to me and hit on me anymore. Like why am I on this defensive where I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna hit on me? It's like, girl, like that. Just, no, that never happens anymore. So um, yeah, it was kind of funny. I just that came to the real, and I was happy in a way, but in another way, I was kind of like sad. I was like, I'm not me. Nobody likes me anymore. It's like when I went to the Playboy um, party with Bailey Rain, uh, the Midsummer Night's Dream. It was like I wasn't even there. Like every single guy just made a beeline for her, and I was like, I'm here too. I exist. Let me reject you as well. <laughs> Hit on me so I can yeah. tell you to go fuck off. <laughs> uh, but that's something great, though. Um, I just started my teacher training for yoga mm-hmm. uh, six weeks ago. And um, it's something that's something that I'm trying to work on every day mm-hmm. is working on kindness. Mm-hmm. Just working. That's just a big part of the practice of yoga. It's not just about exercise. Yeah. It's so much about and like a balance of like mental health and physical. It's, been it's such an eye opener for me. Yeah. You know, when I first started, I thought, you know, when you, most people, when you think about yoga, you think about, you know, the exercising, the mm-hmm. linking the breath to the movement. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought what yoga was, you know, and it's, and it wasn't until I got back from Costa Rica that they they just stressed on us so much how important it was for us to do yoga and to mm-hmm. do meditation. And it wasn't until I actually started doing research, like the philosophy behind yoga, that mm-hmm. really, really interested me. And that's the reason why I wanted to do the teacher training. And um, but the asanas, which is called the the movements, that's thirty mm-hmm. percent of what yoga is. Mm-hmm. Only thirty percent. Okay. The majority of the other of the other things, are, I kind of like like 
to call them kind of like commandments. Mm-hmm. And in um, practicing kindness, practicing um, non-attachment towards mm-hmm. items, um, practicing um, non-violence towards others mm-hmm. and towards yourself too. And it, I think it's something that a lot of people tend to do. We're our worst critics. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's harder on you than you are. Mm. And um, someone said something that was really good. Um, my mentor did. And she was just like, you know, if if you talked to your best friend the way that you talk to yourself, do you, do you think that she would still be friends with you? Yeah. She would? No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm agreeing with the philosophy. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I'm like, well, I don't know. Some people are too. some people are yeah. gluttons for punishment. Some people like to be just and, abused all the yeah. time. But yes, and it's and it's such a it's such a true thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like we're we're so hard on ourselves, and it's and it's something that I'm constantly working on too. You know, sometimes we get like flustered especially with like doing homework and stuff and i think you know like oh you know why why can't i get this mm-hmm. why is it taking me longer to understand this like am i stupid or am yeah. i you know and it's it's, it's everything everyone does that yeah but it's like you practice you practice being nice to yourself and all of a sudden you see your mood changing yeah and then if you're nice to yourself you're gonna be nice to other people and it's just kind of like a chain reaction then mm-hmm. that person is gonna be like that person was just really nice to me for yeah. like no apparent reason. Yeah, know? it's like, like I mean, it's like anything else. Like positivity is contagious, yeah. and negativity isn't contagious too. So oh, you yeah. know, it's all about like who you decide to surround yourself oh, with. Yeah, you know? I mean, and I, I just social media for me. Like at one point before I went to Costa Rica was just like it started around the election time. Mm. It just I became so you know just every single day on it and um, just... I'm assuming that this is kind of linked to the whole, like, Trump becoming president. Yes, and like, yes. I mean, because you're a Mexican, so and, like, the racism and, like, the wall and, like, all of this just... I had a a lot of people um, just being mean to me on social media and being, like, you know, go back to Mexico. And I'm like, first of all, I'm first-generation Mexican-American. I'm very proud of both of my cultures Mm -hmm. you know um but it was and it it, i just became when people started you know being that way i just became an angry person and i started like throwing it right back at them and you weren't seeing this kind of negative feedback until around the election time i mean i i girls still get it girls in yeah. the business still but did get you it, notice but it was, an uptick oh yeah See, that's crazy like how just this president coming in just kind of opens like this pandora's box of all okay. this anger yeah. and racism that was bubbling under the surface you know with the american people and then he just kind of made it okay for everybody to yeah. come out and you know, talk about how they felt, and yeah. it's been kind of shocking. I think for the whole country, I yeah, think and we're not as far along as we thought we were. And especially with with being an adult, like it, it, it it's so easy for the for someone to be like, "Oh, you shoot porn." It doesn't yes. matter what you think. Right. Where it's just like, "No, I'm sorry. Yes, I do adult, but I'm also an individual. Yeah, I also have my opinions that I'm going to stand by. And you also pay taxes. Yes. and you're also a citizen, and you have every, every the rights, right. the yeah. same rights that everybody else does. But it's and it's fun though because the people that were being mean to me were people that actually follow me yeah that it's just like you know and and I was just like when when it happened I was I also wanted to 
I wanted to understand why. What's what's your point of view? Like, what am I what am I not understanding? Like, please help me understand. You know, and and it, it was just like you still see it. It's it's still just hate. People people are unhappy. People are insecure, and that's what they're throwing out there. Mm-hmm. And if you just contribute to that. You're 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 not making it any better. Like you could do things, you could be aware. You but instead of like just focusing on all of the negativity, what I try to do now is I try to retweet things that are good. Mm-hmm. I try to just put positivity out there because I it's a good like little reference that I had that I have. It's just like you know if if the dark and the hatred and the evil is is so small. That it has to be loud mm. in order for it to get attention. Mm. It has to be loud, and it has to like be mean. And 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 then you know. But instead of us reacting to that, we have to be the light. Mm. We have to be like, no, that uh, that amount of hatred is so small, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna give into it. It's and almost I'm, like the Napoleon complex. Yeah. You know, it's like the smaller you are, the more obnoxious, yeah. and the louder you have to scream. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's just like it's like they say, whenever something bad happens, just pay attention to to the good. Yes, yeah. that comes around. It, I, I you know? really like that way of looking at it. I've definitely never heard of it that way before. But I think also too, you know, I mean, we as human beings biologically we're programmed to respond to fear because that's oh, our yeah. fight or flight. You of know, course. that's how we've survived. You know, for these you know many many years, mm-hmm. uh, hundreds of thousands of years. So it's understandable that it's easy to feed into that fear oh, culture. It's so you know, easy. and we react yeah. to that kind of thing. But. Um, have you ever heard the acronym "Fear is False Evidence Appearing Real"? I haven't. No, I like yeah. I like that one, I like the, and that's yeah. one that I try to remember because a lot of times I don't know about you, but I find that my fears are often completely unfounded. Yeah. Because what I'll do is I'll have some confrontation I have to deal with, and I'll like come up in my oh, head all yeah. the ways it's going to go. It's going to be horrible. This person's going to like attack me. They're oh, yeah. going to write me off. Like I just worst case scenario, and then I finally do it, and it like wasn't anything like what I thought it yeah. was going to be. And I spent all that time worrying and stressing out um, over nothing. It's it's so it's so amazing. You know, us as a civilization, like we've become such logical people. Mm-hmm. We want evidence for everything. And, and yeah. it's great. I mean, it's great. But at one point, you know, instead of us using our mind, our mind uses us. Mm. And us as human beings, we, we don't know when to turn it off. Yes. You know, that's why stress is one of the leading things when it comes to every health issue, heart attacks, cancers, tumors. Oh, it's yeah. because we stress ourselves out so much because we, we paint this picture and we stress out about about it and we you know we don't know when to turn it off when in reality it's it's way less mm-hmm. you know and that's the thing that that I love about yoga too you know it's it's doing all these movements is it's basically for your body to become relaxed mm-hmm. so you could get into this state of mind mm-hmm. to relax your body so you the main goal is to meditate Mm-hmm. And to turn the brain off for at least ten minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and then leaving that, you're you're just like, all right, well, I'm in control of my thoughts. My thoughts are not in control of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that's so hard to to get past. I mean, oh yeah. So I I've been really bad and slacking off about it, but I've done a lot of meditation mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and it is, I mean, they call it a practice for a reason. Oh, it yeah. is really really hard, and most people can't even like. 
get past that hump to even try it more than a couple of times because they just sit there and their head just goes. So for me, um, and everybody has their own method that helps them like get into that zone. Mm -hmm. I don't know what yours is, but for me, when I first started, um, what really helped me was that I would imagine that I was breathing in like kind of like the sunlight of the spirit, like mm-hmm. the um, like clean air, positive energy. And then I would breathe out like the darkness and the negativity. Oh, yeah. And then I would also imagine like if a thought came into my head, you know, if my brain wanted to talk to me, which it does all the time, I would imagine that as lo- like a little thought bubble and then I would just let it float away. And the next one would come and then I would do the same thing and let it float away. So you kind of like visually allow like your yeah. thoughts to just, like you don't try to stop them from coming because they won't stop. Yeah. You oh, just like. They'll never stop. They'll never stop. You just let them go. Yeah. And and eventually your brain kind Yeah, of- they're they're like uh, I like to think of of it as little clouds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, I see you, but shush. Yeah. Go away. Like, I see you, you're a thought, but it's Yeah. I do I- a lot of I've been doing a lot of guided meditations. Mm-hmm. I haven't um and I um have been looking into uh chakra meditations mm-hmm. as well, but I I've I've just been practicing because like you said, uh, you know, it's it's really hard. But it's it's a practice. Can you explain chakra meditation and chakra, chakras in general? Because I, I kind of sort of know a little bit about them. but So you have uh, – I don't know a whole bunch about it, but there's seven chakras. And right. I know that the first one is by your pelvic area and mm-hmm. that's the, the root chakra. And that's like, you know, that has to do with your sexuality. That has to do with um, grounding yourself. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you sit down in a meditation, in a meditation pose. And you kind of just, um, you have seven different ones. One is in your pelvis. Another one is in your navel. Another one is in your chest, in your throat, in your third eye, and above on, in your crown. And what you do is you think about that color and what it represents mm. and you just breathe into that area. So, so it's kind of like a like a field of energy or yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. So so the first one is red and you just think you just sit there and you just breathe into that area and you just kind of like imagine like, you know, red, you know, light like going mm-hmm. into going into that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you done any like online guided meditations? Are there any apps that you use? I do. I have this great one that I use that's called Breathe. Okay. It's free. Okay. I talk about it all the time because I think it's it's great. They mm-hmm. have like different ones and you get to put like your emotions, like how how are you feeling? How is your body feeling? How is your mind feeling? And then you get to add all of these little emotions and then it gives you options of, you know, gratitude or um, b- body scan. Like if you're feeling anxious, like, you know, yoga for anxiety. And it's and that's that's what I tell like a lot of people like – a lot of people that I know, like, it's just sometimes it's just five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you could start the day with, like, waking up, stretching a little bit and doing, like, a five-minute guided meditation, it just changes your pers- your perspective. I just see myself as, as, you know, when I do gratitude, just, like, if something bad happens, just being like, it's okay, let it go. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to ruin your day about it? Yeah. You know, like, it's – and it's – it's it's not healthy for you when right. you get mad, you right. know? So Yeah. I actually saw um Nikki Benz put something on her Instagram um about letting go of resentments. And I, I've heard a lot of um <clears throat> you know, little uh oh my god, what's the fucking word? Fuck. 
Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, man, who wrote and into me and said that I say fuck too much on my podcast. She's she's become. I've seen her kind of um, transforming, like more yeah. spiritual. So she was talking about how um, something about. It was about resentments, and it was about how grabbing a hot coal to throw at somebody else, yeah, you're going to end up burning. burning your hand by picking it up. Yeah. So, and another one that is um, something that I've heard more frequently is resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Yes, and it's so true. It's like so much of it, it like because it causes so much like bad like muju. Yeah, muju. What the fuck is that? Where did I come up with that word? What did I mean to say? Mojo. Juju. <laughs> I just like mix the two words yeah. together. <laughs> it's okay. It's not a real word anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's what's another good one that I've heard? Like the the first one, I'm going to butcher it. It's, it's not even right. But I think it's like the first one to like the first one to let go, you know, the first one to forgive is the first one that moves on, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, it's great. So why did um, why did you le- – so you've retired. So yes. what, what led you to that decision? So I retired from shooting um, adult films. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, it, would, it would be great to – I mean, it wouldn't be great because I'm pretty sure my fans would be like, no, what are you saying? Yeah. Um, it, it would be great for me to be like, I'm done and mm-hmm. that's it and I'm done. But mm-hmm. re- realistically, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You still have to pay your you know, way through school. Yes. I still have to pay my yeah. way through school, but still psychologically, it's hard for you to be in a situation for six years and then stop mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Especially and, when you've worked so hard to put yourself where you're at. I mean, you've won, you know, awards for, you know, best girl, girl performer. Mm-hmm. And you know you've created you've curated a really strong fan base, so it must be so hard to just like walk away yeah, from that. Yeah, and it's and it's it's the the thing is too with, with how the way the industry is right now, like it's 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 like yeah, I'm not shooting anymore, but guess what? I have all this content that mm-hmm. I own, mm-hmm. and you know it's gonna go on my site, it's mm-hmm. gonna go on my clip store. It's if if I end up putting it on Pornhub, I'm gonna put it on that as well, mm-hmm. and I'm always going to make money on that, mm-hmm. and I'm never going to go away. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm just gonna disappear and like never, you know, never. You guys are never gonna see me again. Um, but it's it's just it's been a process for me. Um, it went from you know me making a choice of prioritizing camming and then and then shoots and mm-hmm. then I was just like all right you know once I started doing like really well in webcamming I was just like you know I'm gonna raise my rate. Mm-hmm. So if people want to book me, they're gonna have to book me at that rate. Mm-hmm. But then I just noticed myself. Um, just not really being happy mm-hmm. anymore. Like not like I'm just not. It, it just doesn't make sense for me to to be on a set anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it, it's. I just kept saying, you know, like I raising my rent, my rent, <laughs> <laughs> my um, um, rate, my rate. <laughs> so so I just I I kind of thought it about that way like mm-hmm. you know if people want to pay that then i guess it's okay yeah you know when in reality like it wasn't okay and it's it's something that that fans need to understand and it's something that's so important that girls need to understand too is that every year you change mm-hmm. you become a different person so true so what you're you're comfortable doing today isn't the same that you were comfortable with doing last year and mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. and it's okay for you to be like you know 
I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. comfortable with this anymore. I want to keep this for myself or I want to keep this for my partner or, or mm-hmm. whatever your reason is, that's your reason. And you and you should honor that for yourself because by the end of the day, when, when you walk away and, you know, you're not performing anymore, you're going to have to be okay with everything, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like I said, you change. Every year, you're a different person. Mm-hmm. Um, but what made me um, want... What made me decide to stop doing it was um, I took this, I did the spiritual retreat in Costa Rica mm-hmm. where I did ayahuasca. Okay. Now, what is that? Ayahuasca is a plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, I like to, a, a lot of people say it's a drug, but it's 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 used dur- dur- during ceremonies. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I just read a whole long article about this in National Geographic yes. where they were mm-hmm. doing that down in like the Amazon yes, with like the jaguar guy. Um, I don't know if it's uh, it, it might, but it's it's used in a lot of ceremonies. Yeah, indigenous I, I, people from Colombia, from Peru. I totally, I totally just read. Yeah, it was in National Geographic, yeah. and it was in the Amazon. And you, yeah, the you guy, do. the way the guy described it was, yeah, it was interesting because I've heard it. It it sounds like what he did was a drug, but then also too, it seems like it was a spiritual experience. It wasn't just a drug. It's not like just dropping acid it's, and like having yeah, a crazy time. It's you know the people that work with this consider they consider it they're indigenous people, and it's mm-hmm. it's something that has been passed down from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. So for them, they don't consider it a drug. They consider it a medicine because mm-hmm. when you do this medicine, you have a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. and you become um, hopefully you become a better person from mm-hmm. it so you know and it's 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 such you know they consider here in uh, the united states it's, it's just so so you know they consider weed a drug mm-hmm. you know back in what the 60s or 70s and it's even now with like stuff like um shrooms or you know certain drugs they're seeing that people that have you know post traumatic stress or you know or or deal from with other things you know microdosing is something that's very big and oh yeah 100% know? yeah they found that that acid is definitely um can have like psychologically powerful benefits if you if you use it properly. Yes, if you use it properly. Yeah. So for me, it's like what's what's a drug? Is is it something, you know, do you consider where you consider ayahuasca a drug? Or you know, people now they're people are so addicted to opioids. Mm-hmm. You know, people have there's a crisis going on in the United States right now where it's just like people are overdosing. Mm-hmm. Like I lost a friend yeah. this year. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And it's in you know, and it's she didn't mean to do it. Yeah. That people get addicted to these pills. Yeah. Um, so I went to Costa Rica. It, it was my 30th birthday. And I just told myself, you know what? I, I want to go by myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to really take a hard look at my life mm-hmm. and see what I'm happy with and mm-hmm. what I'm not happy with. Mm-hmm. And what I'm not happy with, like, I want to leave it behind. Right. So... Um, I booked the trip and it was with, I did research on it. It was, um, it was, you know, you get a shaman and, and, and I went, going in, I was just so nervous. Oh, I can imagine. I was so nervous, you know, cause you hear these stories, you know, a lot of people that do it have done it when they haven't been ready. Mm. And it's like, they say. So do you need to be in like a certain like state of mind? 
I mean, I think it helps if you practice meditation, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to see shit that's going to make you want to shit your pants. And you okay. do. People do shit their pants. <laughs> like literally? They do, they do, yes. The funny thing is, too, they have you wear white. So I'm like, oh, why? <laughs> you know? Um, but but you've, you're shown all your demons. <laughs> And some some people and sometimes you're, and some, you're what you had for breakfast. Yes, <laughs> and some people and some people can't can't control that. Mm. But it's like you know they say it's it's not it's not the ayahuasca trying to scare you. It's the ayahuasca saying these are your fears, and yeah. it's time for you to confront your yeah, fears. Because so many people yes. spend their life running from it. Was there anybody there who had like an incredibly adverse reaction? Like a bad reaction? Yeah. I mean. It's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's like. Oh my god! It's so great. I mean, it is great. Like coming out of it. Like, in, but it's in, intense. But it's so intense. Like, you you throw up. Um, and it's like you have all you have all of these visions. You know, but then in in the end, for some people, you know. Wait, you throw up. You throw up. Yes. So it's like it's just once. No, you you like throw the up whole a time? lot. You, oh, Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> you are really selling me on this. You shit your pants, and you throw up. It's right? great. It's great. <laughs> okay, but but let me let me explain the reason, like why why this happens. Okay, right? Okay, so so you're you're supposed to like a month before you go, you eat really clean. Mm-hmm. You get off all of medications, including mm-hmm. allergy medications. You don't um you don't smoke weed. You don't mm-hmm. have sex for mm-hmm. a month before going. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, and then you you were supposed to eat very 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 lean. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you the first day you're there. The first day that I was there, um, we did and that's so funny. I didn't even know we did DMT, and I I didn't even know we we're gonna do DMT that first night. And I was just like, all right, well, we're doing this. We're gonna do it, you know. And um, that's the first the first day that I received my message. Okay. Oh, okay. So I I wanted to share this. I I want to open up about this. Okay. Um, the reason why, the reason why I decided to go was because um, I wanted closure with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, both of my parents passed away when I was when I was two years old. Okay. It was a murder su- a murder suicide. My dad ended up um, shooting and killing my mom while she was eight months pregnant, and then he turned the gun on himself and committed suicide. Holy shit, so, girl! I had no idea. So yeah, so um, I was raised by my aunt, but I actually I grew up actually thinking that she was my birth mom, and right. I wasn't told the truth about what happened until I was nine. And obviously, wow. you know, it's it affected me. Yeah, you know, and but like growing like growing up, like obviously, like you know, I grew up with a lot of hatred for my dad, obviously, because mm-hmm. I blamed him for everything for yeah. all the pain that that I had. And um, so I wanted to let go of that, even though, you know, I was I was 30. I wanted to say that I was over it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say that the pain was gone. But like getting closer and closer and closer to the trip, like it was I was getting all of these emotions back. Like mm-hmm. I knew I, I wasn't OK. Mm-hmm. And I knew that in order for me to really live 100 percent happy on the inside, that mm-hmm. I needed to to let go of that. Right. I kind of like said, like, I'm taking my baggage to Costa Rica, but I'm leaving it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming back like a better person. Yeah. So the first day that I was there um, and I did DMT, um, I got my first message. And I I felt my mom's presence. Mm -hmm. 
by me. And I felt my grandfather's presence too, which my grandfather passed away um, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And she told me, you know, in order for you to, to get what you want from this, she's like, you're going to have to talk to your father. Wow. And I started bawling, Whoa. you know, because I, I knew, you know, yes, I knew I was going there to, you know, to find closure. But I, I didn't know what that was going to, what that meant. Right. You know, I, right. I didn't know that was the message that I was going to get. And mm-hmm. I started bawling, you know, I started bawling and bawling. And, and my mom said to me, she's like, you know, you're going to have to do this and it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. But she's like, but, but Mika, you know. She, she's like, I'm going to be by your side mm-hmm. the whole time. Wow. She's like, I've never left you. I'm not leaving you. And we're going to do this together. Wow. You know? And <gasps> Okay, this is going to be the first time that I've cried on this fucking Don't podcast. Cry. Stop Don't it. Don't cry. We're both going to cry. It's really beautiful. <laughs> I know. That's why I cry. <laughs> so so then, like, I, I was crying the whole time. Oh, my time. God, you dude. Know, I was like, ah, oh, crying. I was like, I don't, I can't do this. I don't know if I could do this, you know? And my grandfather was just like, Mija, Mija, don't cry. Like, he's always, my grandfather was always like this, just full of life. Like, mm-hmm. so, so short and so lovable, you know? And Is this your maternal grandfather? Uh, or paternal? Maternal. Maternal, maternal okay. yeah. And he told me, he's like, don't cry. He's like, how many times have I told you? He's like, life is a party. Be happy. Be happy and celebrate because you're alive. Wow. You know? Yeah. So then I was like, all right. I came out of that and I was just like, all right, I'm ready to do ayahuasca. Like, let's do it, you know? So then like the next the next night, um, this was a group of um So that's really interesting. So that was kind of like an introduction. An introduction. Into, and I assume that they probably do that on purpose. Oh yeah. Does everybody get some kind of little like yes, a glimpse little, of what they're gonna yes. uh, pre- okay, what they're gonna so, go through. So it's 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 to prepare you and they wanna yeah. see too how you're going to react. So yeah. the group that I was with, you know, you have you have two main people and then you have a, a group of just like 10 helpers Mm -hmm. of people who are consistently looking out after you. So if this is something that you want to do, obviously make sure that you're, that you're going to with a group that you're going to be protected. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be, sorry, looking out for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so then interesting enough, you know, the next day, this was a group of, uh, 49 people and, you know, you have, you had, we had people there that were, all different kinds of stories. You mm-hmm. know, I met someone there that had lost her fiance um, a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he skied and he, he was crushed by an avalanche. They never they never ended up finding his body. You had girls that were there that had suffered through um, sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's something that I heard. You know, it's it doing ayahuasca once is like doing like getting forty sessions of therapy. Wow. You know, you're you're able to just do so much mm-hmm. in that in that period of time. So then um funny enough, forty nine people the first night I I did it and nothing happened. I was the only person out of forty nine people that were there that I didn't feel anything. 
I didn't, I, nothing happened and I did plenty of it. And towards the end, I'm like, I can't drink this anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't put my body through this anymore. Like I'm throwing up, but like nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. So you're having like the, the, the adverse physical reactions, but not like the, yeah. And I, and we're, we're in a group, we're in this room and I'm just totally like sober, just watching everyone scream. (laughs) Throw up, poop their pants. (laughs) That's exactly what I thought. Like I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, you know. And I felt, I felt a little, a little envy because I was just like, "Yeah, everyone's, everyone's is experiencing this, and I'm not. Like, why? Yeah, you know." And I kind of became like a little angry and a little Mm -hmm. disappointed. But then after talking to someone, they were just like, "Look, they're like the ayahuasca is getting to know you." So it's not like you drink it and then it's like, pow, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like it's getting to know you. It's getting to know your bloodline, your roots. It's trying to it has to give you the message that you're supposed to have. No Mm -hmm. one else is going to have this message but you. Mm -hmm. So you have to be patient. So I was the next day like I was put like on a liquid diet. And then um, the next day it was like the second night and um, I did it. And within like. I swear, um, 20 seconds, it's like it just knocked me in my head. Oh, wow. You know, I, I, it started with, you know, me like, okay, feeling it and starting to see like all of these like geometric like patterns. And the funny thing is a lot of the people that do ayahuasca experience a lot of this, of, a lot of similar things, mm. like seeing certain signs and getting like, one of the biggest message is love mm. and taking care of the planet. Mm. You know, interesting. So, so the first message, and they had they have these beautiful, these beautiful, beautiful um, musician that just they they play music and they they chant as well. And um, I started feeling it, and I started seeing like these kind of these figures in front of me, and they were just like holding their hands out, and they were just kind of like, "Come, like it's mm-hmm. it's your time." Like, come. And then I was just like, all right, you know? And then it's like, wah! <laughs> Puke into the bucket. And and um, and the, the funny thing is the puking and, like, and even even they say, like, if, if you poop your pants, like, like don't feel bad. Like, pooping your pants is the best thing that you could do, you know? Do, do like, people, like, wear hens just to, like, be I, safe? Because I feel like that's what I would do. I just bring diapers because I'm like, well, I might poop my pants. So, like, um, especially if you're wearing white. Yeah, right? So, so the reason behind the puking is you're shown a lot of visions mm-hmm. and a lot of visions are bad mm-hmm. and a lot of visions are the things that are wrong with the world mm-hmm. and you, you're throwing it up. Mm-hmm. You're purging yourself of okay. all of the negativity of the planet, of everything that you've been through in your life. You're just, it's just coming out of you. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the reason behind that. Um, but like it, my first vision was, you know, like I, I just, I put my head down and then I was looking at my hands and then my hands were in this river. And then like I just heard the saddest music, you know, the saddest music. And I looked up and I was in a river and there were a lot of of Native Americans mm-hmm. in the river. And they were just crying, 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 saying, look, look what they've done to my people. Wow. Look what they've done to the land. Then they're like, 
no one cares. No one cares about our people. No one acknowledges, you know, the the the, the pain that we've suffered. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was just started crying. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like everyone in the room, you will hear them say at one point, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know. And it went it went from that to like you know, to showing me like you know every everything that's wrong you know like i was even shown my car like i was even shown like look you're part of the problem Mm. you i i drive a jeep and i Mm -hmm. fucking love my jeep i drive a jeep too (laughs) i love it i love love my jeep too (laughs) i love it but then they were just kind of like showing me i i'm part of the problem Mm -hmm. you know we kind of all are yeah of course yeah you know, and I was shown like a baby, a baby cow, you know, and they were like dragging the baby cow to get like, to get slaughtered, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, no, 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 I get it. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. And the ayahuasca was just like, look, you're not any more important than that life. And that's something that you need to realize. Wow. You know, and then I was just like, yes, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and then what else? I'm just trying to think of the stuff that really stood out to me. And then another thing, you know, I was already like, you know, when I went, like I didn't, I didn't go saying like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to leave adult. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was, um, I had a vision of that too. And I was just shown like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and sex, sex, sex. Mm -hmm. And, and, people being mean, people hiding, people like just being so mean and and just being like, you know, we're, we're, we've become a society where we overindulge mm-hmm. in everything, yep. you know? And it was just, it was, it just was telling me like, look, you're, you want to know what's wrong. Like you're, you're, you're part of the problem. And I don't think there's anything wrong with sexuality. Mm-hmm. Or sex, right? And it's 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 something that I honestly believe being in this business has made me a better person, mm-hmm. has made me have more empathy because I, I've, I've never met like I don't think if 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 I would have ever gotten into the business I wouldn't have met people that were transgender, mm. people that were gay, people people that are just different, mm-hmm. you know. And it's made me it, it's made me have more empathy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I, I do really see us as a community, Yeah, you know? But for me, it was just like, all right, it's it's time for you to close that chapter right. in your life right. if you're not happy with it, right. you know? Like, be true to yourself. Yeah. So then, like, the last, the last big thing, you know, it's like, I and it's before that, you know, um, I felt at one point... At one point, like, I was hunched over, and I felt like I had this big ball of happiness. Like, this big, and I felt so good. Wow. Like, I was just holding on to it, and I'd be like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is so great. I'm so happy, you know? Like, I was like, I'm not going to let go. I'm going <laughs> to hold on so tight. And then the ayahuasca was just like, was just like, um, like, no. Like, no. No, no. Like, you have to share it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't keep it all to yourself. You have to share it. You have to share the love. You have to share, share the happiness, the compassion, the empathy. Like you, you have to share it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's part 
of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know? To keep it, you got to give it away. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, I heard like this just really scary, like chanting, like, no, it was in Spanish. It was no Satan, no Satan, no Satan. And I was just like, I was just like right away. I was like, dad. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's my dad. Wow. You know? Yeah. That was, it's, it was my, my biggest fear. Yeah. And, and I was just like, no, like, I'm not afraid. Wow. Like, I'm like, I'm not afraid and I forgive you. Wow. And it was just like, as soon as I said that, I just felt like this rush of blood, like just like through my body. And I felt my mom's presence on my right side. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and she told me, she's like, look, she's like, this is the reason why I needed you to talk to your father was because he did what he did. And it was a horrible thing. But you're still his daughter. And he loved you so much. Yeah. He loved you just so much and as much as you are my daughter you are his daughter too yeah and you have a very sick man and and she's like and you're part of him yeah you know and i felt for the first time in my life both of them embrace me wow and she told me she's like look she's she's like we're giving you an opportunity to live the life that you want to live, you know? Mm-hmm. And they both hugged me in that, in that exact moment, November 29, 2017, I died. I felt my body died. I felt the last breath. I Like I took my last breath and I just, they were holding me and I felt like I shriveled up into a little ball. And I took my first breath again and I was in my father's arms. Like I was a two-year-old child all over again. Just, I was laughing and I couldn't stop telling my father how much I loved him. Like I kept saying it over and over and over again. And I felt his presence and I felt his arms around me. And I just kept saying like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Wow. You know, and, and that was it for me. And, you know, and it's like, after that, like, you know, um, after, after that, like, we have meetings afterwards and, you know, they, they, they tell you doing the ayahuasca, even though it's a hard process, mm-hmm. it's the easiest part. Mm-hmm. It's going back home and making the changes that you need to make. That, that's the hard part. That makes sense. You know, it's, it's me going back home and deciding, am I going to continue to do something that doesn't make me happy mm-hmm. and that doesn't, that doesn't fulfill me on mm-hmm. the inside or am I going to make a change? Are you going to take the lessons that you learned from this experience and yeah. bring it home with you? Yeah, because it's easy to get like, it's easy to let go of yourself and have those experiences when you're outside of your yeah. own little bubble, when you're on vacation, when you're on a trip. Like I've yeah. done crazy shit on trips that I would never do back at home. Yeah. And then you come home and you get back in your your bubble and you have all of the things and all the responsibilities and then it's and then it's different and yeah. it's hard to bring that that yeah. person back with you and it's like as soon I, you know i i knew that it was it was going to be hard you know 
And it's scary. Change is scary mm-hmm. for everyone, not yeah. for only people that are an, an adult. Just fear of change. It's just it's it's what everyone fears, right? You know, and it's like, you know, I I remember coming in and just landing in 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 um, L.A. and as soon as I turned on my phone, like. Um, Alan was was texting me like, mm-hmm. "Are you available this day? Are you available that day?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Ah, <laughs> you know." Like, did you have your phone off the whole time you were in Costa Rica? I, the last couple of days, I did. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was just like, I just decided I was just like, you know what? I'm like, Alan. I'm like, I think I'm retiring. <laughs> you know, because it's 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 so it's so easy for me to be like. I'll just do a couple of more scenes and after that, like, I'll be done after that when it's like, no, you know, like, you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, we value money so much Mm -hmm. where it's like, am I going to let money, like, ruin me on the inside? Mm -hmm. Like, am I going to start paying attention to my heart and be like, you know what? This doesn't make me feel good on the inside anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't fulfill me on the inside anymore. So what am I going to do? Right. Am I going to continue doing it because the money's great or am I going to find something else that I want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's where I was at when, like, I came back and um, they kept stressing on us, like, meditate, you know, do yoga. And then they, were, they even laughed. They were like, look, like, a lot of people when they do these trips, they're like, I'm not going to, like, go back home and, like, become a yoga instructor, am I? And then they just say, hey, if, if that's if that's what you're meant to do, that's what you're meant to do. Like, you know, right. it's not a bad thing, yeah. you know. And it wasn't until I started really getting into the philosophy of yoga and mm-hmm. understanding why people do yoga is to connect to your higher self, mm-hmm. to exercise not only your body but your mind. And so you can stay grounded, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you know what I really I read this book once called um, on like the world's religions because I'm not religious oh but I'm God. like I'm fascinated by yes. different religions yes and I remember when just reading kind of a summary of all of them I really liked the way um, the Hindu religion believes that God resides inside you yes and in order to connect with God is meditation and inward. Um, yeah, it's, inward seeking. That's that's when they say connect connect to your to your higher self. Right. That's that's where you know that's. And it's great because I'm right now I'm taking philosophy, uh, developmental psychology and yoga. And we get into like a lot of the philosophy of, of yoga as mm-hmm. well. And um, it, it and where we're going over religion and philosophy. And I, I just remember having a really hard time because, you know, you talk about like atheism and stuff like that. And then and then it's like, you know, it 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 really like shook my core because it made me question everything that I that I went through, you know, and then it, I was just like I had this moment like uh, I I broke down and I was like taking in the tub for like two hours and I was pondering the universe, just thinking everything, you know. And then it's like it's like no, you know, like I, like I said, like we be, we've become so logical where it's like no, if God exists, I want proof, mm-hmm. you know, I want proof. Yeah. Where it's just like with yoga. It's like, you know, God's, God's, you know, we are God's creations, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, you know, so it's, it's within us, yeah. you know, being like God-like is, it's being good, being mm-hmm. kind, being generous, like, you know, being, doing stuff that makes your heart feel good. I find that, know? yeah, I find that you, <clears throat> in terms of God, that you, when, 
God comes to you, I think, through like other people. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if you've heard that story about there was a flood and there was a guy who was stuck on his roof and he prayed to God to deliver him and to save him. And a boat came for him and he was like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. And then like yeah. a, sorry, a rowboat came for him. He's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. Speedboat came for him. He's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. God's going to save me. Like a helicopter came for him. He's like, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. So then anyways, he drowns, right? Yeah. And then so he goes up to heaven and he's like, God, why didn't you save, why me? Didn't yeah. you save me? He's And God's like, you idiot. I sent you a rowboat. I sent you a speedboat. And then I sent you a helicopter. Yeah. What more do you want from me? Yeah. So it's just the idea. It's like sometimes the answer doesn't come in the package that you think it's supposed yeah, to. You know, like sure. sometimes like God doesn't come to you in the way that like you imagine he's supposed to. It comes to you in a different way. And if you can have that open mind, then you can see God in so many different things. You yeah. know, it's just all in how you see things and if you can be open to those experiences. Yeah. And I, I had this discussion, like I said, I was having a hard time in um, philosophy with this. And just one day I was just like, you know, I become nervous and shy with like, you know, stating my points of view, mm-hmm. being like, oh, what are people going to think of me? Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But then finally I was just like, no, I'm just going to do it. And I just asked him a bunch of questions, you know, because I, I I could sense that he was leaning towards the way of if he, he was atheist. Mm-hmm. He's, he's atheist right and i just said you know like the thing that i find interesting is that a lot of these religions and i'm I'm not going to say all of them but Mm -hmm. a lot of them have the same like most of the same things like be good to your neighbor don't steal like be a good person be generous like a lot of religions share these common things so for me it's just like you know the world is so big everyone has their own translation everyone has like their own story you know and then like why is it so crazy to think that you know we all did receive this message but it was just translated differently like you know yeah and i also like you know talked about like just the philosophy of just yoga and how, you know, a lot of people like for, for in yoga, for you to connect to God, you do the asanas and, you know, you meditate, mm-hmm. you know, you turn the brain off instead right. of like how everyone else is. It's like, no, like, you know, I want scientific proof or I want this or I want that. It's like, no, turn your brain off and all of your other senses are going to come, mm-hmm. you know, like. It's it's like what they when they say like you know like follow your gut like you know I feel like sometimes we're we're thrown all of these signs and we just like dismiss it as yes. something else because yeah. it's just like we don't we're not in touch with yeah. with with it you yeah know? You're not open to it yeah yeah absolutely um, so I'm going to ask you some questions okay. that some people have asked on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do I see myself in 10 years? I hate, by the way, I hate that question. When people ask me that question, I'm like, if I fucking knew, then I would probably like be a millionaire. Uh, yeah. I mean, duh. I'm or like, it, where's the industry going to be in 10 years? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, where I would, I would love to be, obviously, um, I'm going to be done with yoga. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm going to, I'm getting my bachelor's in di- dietary nutrition. I would love to um, still be um, independent and like doing like my own bookings with clients and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm just like, there's so many areas that interest me. Like I, I want to, I really want to do community service and, you know, do, do, um, do yoga in these like, um, halfway houses for women that are running away from domestic violence situations because mm-hmm. obviously that's close to my heart. Right. Um, and just doing something that, that feels that feels good to my heart, 
you know? Yeah. Like, maybe married. Hopefully, hopefully, if not married, hopefully kids, mm-hmm. you know? But happy. Yeah. Happy, happy trying to make other people happy, growing, consistently growing, consistently healing, being a, and being a source of healing for other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I want to write a book. I really, really, really want to write a book. Yeah. Because if I could help one person, then that's just, that's everything for me. I like know? how you're looking at the future as a way into like wit how you can contribute to the world as opposed to like what the world might have given you by then. Because most people would answer that question and be like, oh, hopefully by then I'll be like, my business will be at this point. I'll have a house. I'll have two cars. Like I'll be super successful, like all of these things. But it's interesting how your answer was like, well, I hope that, you know, I'm continuing to grow as a spiritual person, that I'm happy, that I'm helping other people. Like, yeah, it's just a, it's a very different answer that you gave me. And it, I really like that. It's it's great. I was the intro to the video and I'm going back to Costa Rica on um, June. It's something really interesting that he's Are you going back to the same place. Yes. OK. That he said, um, and this is everyone. E- everyone's looking for happiness, mm-hmm. but they're looking for happiness outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you think that, you know, once I have this job, I'll be happy. Once I have that car or those shoes or that bag, then I'll be happy. Oh, I do when it the, to myself when then all it's the time. like then it's when it's like you have everything you need to be happy yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And it's in, in, and it's not until you realize that that you'll really understand right that you don't need anything else and as a society where it's like it's so hard because from day one you're in in front of a tv and it's like chanel this that well and now too with the internet and social media and it follows you everywhere we, we grow up in a society where it's just like you're lied to you're lied to and you know you've been conditioned to think that in you're not order enough to have these things in order you to be know? happy, you have to you have, have this, yeah. you have to have that. Like you as yourself is not yeah. enough. Your life's not complete yeah. unless you own this thing. It's funny. I actually had a very long conversation with Abigail Mack about that exact same yeah. thing on this podcast. I love it. And I, I know you guys are friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can totally see yeah. how you guys would dive. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, another question that I was asked is, are you gay? Am I gay? Because you only do girl, I'm girl so porn. Gay. Um, I'm so happy on the inside. Um, I've always considered myself bisexual. Mm-hmm. That's what I classify myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you never decided to do boys on camera just because? I didn't. Um, you know what? Like at, at one point, I did like, it did cross my mind. Mm-hmm. But then I've, I've always been very honest with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I always told myself, all right, if you're going to be in this business, I always said, um, it would be such a tragedy for me to leave this feeling broken inside. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that is is going to um, it, that's going to stop me from my life goal. This mm-hmm. is going to stop. And I'm not I, I'm not in any way in any way am I saying like putting down girls that do boy girl or anything like mm-hmm. that. Everyone is different. Right. Everyone's comfort level is different and I've always known that if I did that that it would it, it would cause me harm on the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I decided that I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's understandable and I think that that's 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 great advice because I think that a lot of girls end up getting pushed into doing the kinds of scenes that they don't want to do. And that's when they regret getting into the adult industry. I mean, I got in when I was 24. Mm -hmm. If I would have gotten in when I was 18, 
I would have done it all. Yeah. And that's just, uh, that's just honest. Yeah. You know, at 18, like you don't, your brain doesn't mature until you're 25. Your brain doesn't maturely like mature until you're 25. Uh, yeah. I think it's 25 is actually when your body, like all you start, you stop like developing and then you actually technically start dying Yeah, <laughs> is after 25 is actually when your cells like kind of start like, yeah. <laughs> going downhill but yeah you're right so like you develop up until 25 and then yeah. you're just dying after that <laughs> it's just a down yeah you like how I like I put a like, really positive yeah. spin on that <laughs> um what would be your advice to any girls getting into the industry today um it would be what is it that you want for for your life not short term like you know like Think long-term it, goals yeah like and and just this Whatever you do, it's it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that I think you should be ashamed of. Like like I said, you know, it's it's sex. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone everyone does it, but it's just do what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I something that I I think is funny is that how a lot of people like tend to like look down on the industry, where it's like I feel like uh, a lot of people that are in the in the industry or the type of porn that we shoot, it's a reflection on the world or on America, mm-hmm. uh, you know, itself. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I know I don't, I don't like shooting incest porn. It doesn't, it doesn't turn me on. Really? It's, it's my favorite. <laughs> it's, it's America. You know, it's, yeah. that's, that's, that's. Well, and what, especially now with the internet and yeah. with analytics and people can actually see exactly yeah what people are clicking on and then people start to produce that specific content. The problem though is that we get in this weird cycle where like now I feel like studios are like almost just producing yeah. that stuff and analytics has kind of like guided you towards that genre and then you kind of get stuck in that genre and like you don't, you're not like, I don't know, there's other alternatives that you kind of end up not exploring. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's something that I'm so fascinated by. Something that I wanted to write my research paper on mm-hmm. was just like, um, who was it? Not Skinner, but Freud, mm-hmm. where he did the the psychosexual stages. Mm. And I'm like, you know, there's this stage where um, boys become attracted to their mothers. Oh, and yeah. Girls like the become, Oedipus complex yes. and the electric and it's complex. Like, yeah. It's like they say that, all right, you know, you get stuck in that phase, but then like you kind of like grow up and you mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, it's, it's still rooted in you. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't come out. And, um, so I'm, I'm just kind of like, what is it? Like, do boys really want to fuck their mothers? Like, is, <laughs> is, is that really what it is? You know, like, I'm interested in, in knowing that. Yeah. Like, do we get, like, we get stuck in, in these faces? Yeah. You know, and it's like, I just started asking. That was like a big topic in like my camera. I was just yeah. like telling everyone. And a lot of people were like, no, like, it's not that. It's, it's, it's. It's the taboo, the tabooness of it, of it. and know? I think also too, like especially with divorce being so prevalent now, a lot of people grow up in um, mixed families. Yeah, so you know your your mom marries, <laughs> yeah, or your dad yeah. marries, this, or all of a sudden you know you're uh, you're an adolescent, and all of a sudden like do you have this this other adolescent girl in the house with you, and you're not related, but like you yeah. are because your parents are married, and it's like confusing. Yeah. And it's so, interesting because it's it's really it's really just in America yeah. where we're 
like yeah. focused on that. Other countries don't really care yeah. about the incest porn. Yeah. It's specifically like an American fascination. Yeah. So that's why when people like talk shit about adult stars, it's like yeah. we're not the crazy dirty ones. It's yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's I know, America. Right? Any, I know any girl who's yeah. ever taken like a custom um, video, oh, done God, a custom video uh, yeah. for another guy, I'm sure as you've probably done, oh, you've gotten some I've really gotten so bizarre, many, like really bizarre ones. What's the strangest one you think you've had? Uh, or some of the strangest. Some of the strangest. Oh God, there's so many. <laughs> um, I think one of them was, and I and I and I was I did it with Carly Montana, and um, she. I was kind of feeling weird about it, but then she was she explained it to me because mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, okay, it made, made sense. Mm-hmm. It was it was a girl girl custom, but then the guy wanted like a teddy bear involved. Like this teddy bear, and he wanted us to be mean to the teddy. <laughs> and then it was just like, what the fuck? Like, like this, like uh, kind of not like you know, yeah. like I don't, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. But then, but then, um, because it's like obviously, like you think about something else, you know. I'm like, I'm not. You think about kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, I'm not down with that, you know. But then it's like, you know, I have big fake boobs. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't look like a little girl, mm-hmm. you know? And Carly was just like, no, it's you being mean, you know? And he doesn't want you directing that towards, like, another person, but he just, like, wants you directing that to, like, a fucking stuffed animal. Like, I don't know. But mean in a sexual way or just mean? No, just mean, like, you're a bad teddy. <laughs> 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 I don't know. So you didn't do anything sexual with the teddy bear. No, you just no, yelled no. at it. Yeah, yeah, I just yelled at it. <laughs> So that was weird. Um, I get. I have one where um, I did one uh, recently where I did two. One of them is the sneezing one. Okay. Where it's like, and I think that one is like maybe like there was a moment in his childhood where he saw someone sneeze and like their boobs bounce up oh, yeah. or something. Yeah, that that know? would make sense. So a sneezing one where it's like, uh, yeah. Do you like sneeze and then like your clothes fall off or you just sneeze? No, no, I just sneeze. That's it? It's, yeah. And it's not even like, it's not It's even, so interesting how so many of these custom videos have nothing to do with sex. Yeah. It's so weird. Sometimes, I, sometimes I feel like sometimes less is more because yeah. it's like it's so over, we're so oversaturated with yeah. like crazy shit that sometimes like people are like, all right, let me take it back. Um, another one is I have this guy that's been ordering videos of me having like heart attacks, like saying that I have. I know, like, I know, <laughs> but it's like he's so nice. First of all, you're you're a nice guy. <laughs> Keep buying them. Heart attack, man. We love but, you. But it's like it's it's the same thing. It's like you know, it's like the clenching of the chest and being like, <sighs> and the breathing. <sighs> Oh, wow. And then seeing the chest rise yeah. up and down and up and down. Yeah, um, he obviously saw something. At one point, it was just like... <laughs> that is so interesting. Yeah, but I don't have to touch myself. So it's yeah. like... Yeah, it's funny. Like, there's so many girls I know that have done custom videos and it has nothing to do with sex. I remember, like, one of the strangest ones I heard was uh, Candlebox. This, this girl that I shot a couple times was paid to just sit fully clothed on a duffel bag for eight minutes. That's all she did. Oh my she God. sat on a duffel bag for eight minutes. That's did awesome. fucking nothing. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this guy must have been like, he was probably bullied as a kid or something. Yeah. And then like zipped up in a duffel bag or yeah. something. And like that, for some reason, did it for him. Did it for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was so fucking yeah. bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I love those guys though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Keep them coming, you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that they probably really 
appreciate the fact that they have somebody who can act out their fantasy because yeah. I'm sure it's something that they don't feel comfortable talking oh, about. Oh yeah, for sure. It's a and little it's, bit and it's, strange, and it's it's something that it's like you know it's it's I think feeling feeling bad about about having like a certain certain niche that you're into mm-hmm. it's it makes a lot of people like feel uncomfortable like they're going to be judged you know but i think girls in the industry are just like so like so open to everything like in, unless it's like something that you're not comfortable with like yeah. i've never been comfortable with like you know some people like want you to like suck on a toy and like vomit on yourself like there's just some stuff <laughs> that's just like no like i'm not into it like like not gonna fucking do it yeah um but there's just other things where it's just like maybe those you know. people should go in an ayahuasca fucking. I know. Like, <laughs> they would throw up everywhere. They would be like <laughs> their would be dream so come glorious. true. They're in this corner like masturbating. Oh my god, there's so much vomit. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're gonna do the ayahuasca? No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just came here to watch everyone throw yeah. up because I'm super into that. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. I mean, as long as long as you don't like, and it's like I I. I saw something interesting too. Um, one's on, online where this this guy was um, like a public masturbator. Mm-hmm. Like I think he he ended up like exposing himself to like a girl like on the bus, which mm-hmm. happened to me too. It, it happened to me when I was young. I think happened to me when I was we young talked too. About it. Yeah. yeah, and. Um, and after, like, you know, you, we think about this and we're kind of like, oh, it's fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck's wrong with him? But then, like, you know, there was a part where he was just like, if I could control it, I would control it. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Mm-hmm. And that made me think about it differently. Yeah. Like, it's not like, it's not something that I think people, like, are just like, oh, like, I fucking love doing this. It's mm-hmm. just, like, really is, like, an impulse that some people just can't control, mm-hmm. you know? And it, yeah. it still doesn't make it right, you yeah. know? But but if you're exercising that in a safe, comfortable yeah. space, like ordering custom videos or yeah. something like that, as opposed to fucking exposing your – actually exposing yourself yeah, on a, a bus yeah. with someone, to, you know, yeah, that's yeah. totally different. So I think that porn can be a great way where people can take these fetishes and these fantasies that aren't necessarily so acceptable in the real world and could get them into a lot of trouble and can find a safe space with an understanding performer who can help them fulfill their fantasies in a way that's not harmful to other people. So I have a question for you. Yes. And it was something that um, my yoga mentor asked us and I thought it was just like so great and so beautiful and I asked this on Twitter too. Mm. Um, If you could look at yourself in the eyes, you as a five-year-old child, Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to yourself? Oh, what, what, what would you say to yourself? <clears throat> That's a good one. Um, I guess I would say to myself, like, don't don't be afraid. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. like, there's been a lot of dark times that I've been through, oh, yeah. and I never thought I was gonna see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I did. And it's always okay. And I still get gripped by those fears, you know, like this something, oh my God, like I'm never going to, you know, I I go through this like usually around my period every month where I'm like, no one's going to ever hire me again. (laughs) Everybody hates me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to be unemployed. I'm going to be living in a box on Skid Row. And of course, like that's never true. Yeah. You know, and I still get wrapped up in those fears and everything always turns out okay. Yeah. So it's kind of something I have to remind myself of still we all, all the have time. To. Like, like I said, it's always easier said than done. Yes. You know, um, mine was, um, 
was giving myself a big hug Mm. and telling myself, like, you're worthy of being loved Mm. and you're going to be loved. Because um, growing up in my family, like, it was just very traditional Mexican family. And Mm -hmm. in um, a lot of uh, Latin families, you you don't tend to talk about things Mm -hmm. because... If you talk about it, it hurts mm-hmm. and you don't want to hurt. So you throw it under the rug mm-hmm. and you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I would I would say to myself. And and um, and just kind of being like, all right, like telling yourself that and just being like, all right, being and like looking at yourself and being like, you know what? Like I am going to be the person that you needed as a child or mm. the, other push, the person that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank on you for Vanessa. having me. It's been such an inspirational yeah. episode. You made me cry twice. Congratulations! Sorry. That's a clo- fucking record. Are you getting close <laughs> to your period? I, I know I am. I get very emotional. Probably. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just get like I get. It. I mean, look, dude, your story is pretty fucking powerful. You know, and what you mm-hmm. went through—that's super traumatic. I can't and imagine. I think, I think a, a lot of the people, you know, that are in the business, they, they come from like something, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, and it's, and it's something like, you know, it's, I always said, like, I want to take everything that I've been through and not use it as like, this is the way that I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to take everything and be like, I want it to encourage me and to become the person that I want to be, the person that I'm destined to be mm-hmm. and to eventually like help. Cause obviously like I did go through something that's very traumatic and, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's, it's hard. And hopefully one day, you know, I'll, I'll be able to help other people mm-hmm. or, or even like help girls that are, that are in the industry too, you know, like. It's amazing how you can take something that is, a really horrible situation, very traumatic situation, very painful situation, and turn it on itself and turn it into something positive and something um, inspiring and something influential for other people. Yeah. And 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 I honestly believe this. I think that if you're an adult, that you're you're in this for a reason. It's it's part of your path, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. You know, and and all you could do from it is it's grow. It's you, you're going to decide which which path you want to take. Right. It's your destiny is is up to you. But obviously, always it, it, it's it's hard. But follow your heart. You know, don't don't just be like all about the money because at one point it's going to stop. Yeah. You know, make make the right choices. Right. And. And be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Wise words from yeah. Vanessa Veracruz. Um, where can all of your fans, new fans, uh, find you on social media? On social media, it is MS Veracruz Triple X. On Instagram, it's Vanessa underscore Veracruz. And my personal website is VanessaVeracruz.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I love, I love you. you. I love your mom. Yay. I'm I love so your dogs. Yay. <laughs> I mean, it was so good to see you. It was so good to see you too. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you want to support me, you can visit my Patreon. That's patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. Or you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hollyrandall. Thanks so much, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs> what an incredibly moving episode. I have to say I was I was not expecting to be um that 
emotionally involved in Vanessa's story. It was such such a touching story and um she's such an incredibly brave woman for, you know, facing which was such a traumatic experience in her childhood and um I'm just really in awe of that whole thing and um Vanessa, you are an incredible woman. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and we appreciate and love you so much and good luck on um your next trip to Costa Rica and we hope you come back and tell us all about it next time. Next week on Holly Randall Unfiltered, we have the beautiful Anna Fox. Anna is not only an incredibly sweet girl and ex-fashion model, um, she is also one of the top black porn stars in the industry today. And she really is kind of the face for that. And she's going to talk to us about what that's like, if she feels that there's racism in the industry, how she got to where she is today, what it was like to work in fashion modeling and then transition over to working in porn. I think you're going to be surprised um, by what she says about that and just everything. And she's just a delight to have on and I can't wait to have her here. So make sure that you tune in next week for Anna Fox on Holly Randall Unfiltered. <laughs>